It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. And hello, everyone. This is Marcianne. It's been a while since I've been on the radio because I've been uh, out traveling uh, for the last um, August, September, and October, three months. And I've missed all of you. I hope you missed me. <laughs> and um, But while I was traveling, I did some YouTube videos and um now I would like to introduce my YouTube audience to the radio show and introduce the radio show to uh, my YouTube uh, channel. <clears throat> uh, the YouTube channel is under my name, Marcy Ann Cheek, and I'm calling it uh, the same name as the radio show, Reflections and Celebrations. And, um, uh, and so um, I've been following a lot of uh, videos um, on YouTube concerning um, spiritual things, and there's quite a mix, as you can well imagine, um, the old and the new. And um, so my perspective at this time is now that we have ended the church age and we are now in the kingdom age, and uh, th- and things are will be will be doing things a lot differently in the kingdom age. Um, it's the same cha- type of change that, like when Jesus came, and he ended the age of the law and the prophets, and uh, we started uh, the church age or the age of grace or. Um, <clears throat> you know, the times of um, Jesus' teachings, the gospel of Jesus Christ, which which I think has never, ever really been preached, and uh, perhaps we'll get a chance now to preach it during the kingdom age. <laughs> Jesus said that the kingdom of God was within us. So for 2,000 years, the church has been sitting on the pew, you know, waiting to die to go to heaven uh, to get all of the things that, Jesus came here to teach us that we're our our inheritance now, and um, so they never did ever really get the fact that the kingdom of God um, is within us, and it's the only way it's ever going to come out on the earth is for it to come out of us. <laughs> and so the biggest um, mechanism that I have experienced in my life uh, which has allowed me to bring bring the kingdom of God out into my own life Uh, which because our salvation through Jesus Christ is health wealth and happiness and so I live in health uh, I have plenty of money and I'm happy so I have uh, experienced the um what Jesus promised in his message 
in my life. And I have to say that the mechanism that was the most powerful in helping me do this was the ability to speak in tongues. So that's what I wanted to talk about today because in the um, in the voices that are coming out today, uh, the, I call them the new voices, um, a lot of names are given to these voices. <laughs> uh, the church called them the New Agers, and actually we are in a new age, so that is the truth. And these... Um, these new voices call uh, the speaking in tongues the language of light. And um, I think that's a great definition. So uh, let's get into this. So um, uh, I have been um, a light worker, if you want to call us that. <laughs> that means the side, to be on the side of the light. <laughs> Uh, uh, for 83 years now, so I feel like I can bring a depth of, to my perspective uh, that someone just coming onto the scene right now uh, doesn't have. But the first thing I want to say is that Jesus said while he was here that his generation, his generation, the people that were alive when he walked the earth would see all the things that he talked about coming to pass and um, so, you know, all these people that speculate about everything, about try to set dates and times and, um, you know, the second coming of Jesus or the rapture or the tribulation or um, any of that stuff, um, they, they, they just misunderstand that um, spirit is, is eternal, and concerning spiritual things, we live in eternity. We're in eternity now, and there isn't any time in eternity. There's no beginning and no ending in eternity. Now, we've developed time. Time is a created thing. It's a way to figure payrolls, <laughs> make appointments, get to, get to appointments, <laughs> So we've used time also as a sense of value, you know, like I make $25 an hour or, you know, I make six figures a year. So we use time to measure ourselves and others. You know, I know a 14-year-old boy who looks and acts like he's eight years old, and we were recently at dinner and the waitress was figuring the bill and she asked him how old he was. Because if he was under 14, he paid a child's rate. Well, his father said he was 14, and, you know, the waitress was so shocked. Uh, and he, so he had to pay the adult rate, but he, he still can't even order for himself. His father had to speak for him, and his father had to order for himself. So time is a, t is a way to measure, but time does set up judgment. You know, if we don't have time, then we don't have something. A lot of times we can't judge a thing, right? And uh, time also sets up a past, present, and future. But in eternity, there is only now. So there isn't any judgment. And there aren't any comparisons. 
There's no standards of value. Everyone is perfect, existing in a state of evolution that has no defined boundaries that are called right and wrong or good and bad. Because in eternity, everything is either good or very good, because those are the only standards that God has. Now, I have to say here, which is kind of an aside, a little aside from what I want to really discuss, is that this state of chaos in our culture today is to bring us to this eternal perspective. And then, from an eternal perspective, we can then set some standards of values and boundaries, which are more in line with that divine part of ourselves and not the absolute worst part of us. <laughs> so the way up is down sometimes. Everything has to come down so we can build a new earth in love and accepting and allowing within spiritual concepts of divine love. You know, I don't know how much farther down we can go. Although all the disasters we've had this year, um, these disasters seem to be the only way that as a collective we can really we can really know who and what we are because you know what we're a very loving and caring bunch really okay back on track so from the time that Jesus was here everything has been possible and i know that at least one person in Jesus's time had to get his message and that person came into the measure of the stature of the fullness of the Christ, which was what Jesus was. And that person ascended into realms of consciousness according to his or her purpose and is alive today, functioning within the cosmic hierarchy. Because it's always been possible. The first thing that that person did after Jesus ascended was to go to the upper room to receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. Now, Jesus had told his disciples he was going to have to go away and that he hadn't even begun to teach them everything they were going to need to know. So he said, I'm going to send the manifestation of the Holy Spirit to you, and the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you into all truth. Now, I want to make this real clear here. Every human being has always had the Holy Spirit. It is the very breath that we breathe. It's that power of God that sustains our life, that beats our heart, that runs our autonomic nervous system. You know, all of those things that you take for granted every day, like the circulation and cleansing of your blood and the digestion of your food and those regular cellular functions that operate all of your body systems without you even having to take a thought about it. God is taking whatever it is you put in your body every day, and that includes all your thoughts, all your words that are spoken, all your actions, and your food and beverage intake, and the Holy Spirit is creating your body the best way that it can with what you give it. Because there's always God's part, and then there is your part. So what Jesus is talking about with his disciples before he leaves the earth is the manifestation of the Holy Spirit that the disciples, 
disciples would have from that moment on to know that God was in them and with them. Because you know what? They were really going to miss Jesus. I mean, and Jesus knew this. They were going to be so disappointed and brokenhearted. I mean, Jesus didn't do any of the things they thought he was going to do. <laughs> he did an awful lot of things they had no idea really about, didn't understand. And then he didn't do anything that they thought he was going to do. They thought he was going to set up a kingdom and be the physical king, and they were all going to have important jobs, and none of that happened. And Jesus knew they were going to have a hard time when he left. I mean, all uh, if you ever had a bad breakup, you know, it's bad. <laughs> so the disciples were going to need this manifestation uh, in their lives to comfort them and to take them through that time of separation after Jesus left. <clears throat> And uh, now Jesus told them that they would not have God's power with them in the fullness of the manifestation that they had witnessed during the time that Jesus had walked with them. Uh, Jesus walked in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And that's, and you know, the disciples had observed him healing all manner of diseases. They observed him controlling the weather. They observed Jesus multiplying food, even raising the dead. And they knew they were with someone who was in touch with all the powers of the universe and in a very benevolent way. And now Jesus is telling them, I'm going to go away, but I'm going to send the manifestation of the Holy Spirit to you so that you will now know that that very breath that you breathe is full of all of the power of my Father who is in heaven. And the things that you have seen me do, you are now going to be able to do. So, it wasn't that the Holy Spirit had not been given. The Holy Spirit is the action part of God. But it was now that they would have a physical manifestation of the Holy Spirit, which they had not had before. And that is the ability to speak in tongues this language of light. And then this manifestation would be the absolute proof and constant reminder that God was in them and the fullness of the power of God through the Holy Spirit was available to them. Now, I have been the most grateful that I was raised up in a church that taught this truth. And I have lived and moved and had the experiences of my life with this manifestation of God's power my whole life. So Jesus told the disciples to go to the upper room and wait for the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Now, the Bible says that about 120 people gathered in the upper room to receive this promise. So it wasn't just to the disciples. It was to all who had the ear to hear at that time. And a mighty rushing wind came into the room, and there appeared cloven tongues of fire over everyone's head. And they all began to speak in tongues, tongues that were currently being spoken on the earth at that time 
tongues that had once been spoken on the earth and were no longer being spoken, tongues that would soon develop to be spoken on the earth, tongues of angels, and tongues of the many cosmic workers who have come to earth from time to time. All of these languages were being spoken by the people in the room, not of their own ability or knowledge, but through the power of the Holy Spirit, the very breath of their life, speaking through them, using their vocal cords, their tongues, and their voice. Now, I received the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in my life when I was eight years old. That was 75 years ago. (laughs) But I remember that moment as if it was just right now. I was sitting in the congregation of the church our family went to, and the pastor had just given a glorious message straight from the throne of God to us, not in tongues, but in English, but under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And at the end of the message, the entire congregation rose to its feet and began to praise God. And when I rose to my feet and began to praise God, I began speaking in tongues. And I was immersed in the love of God from my head to my toes. Now, later on in my life at 16, I again went to the altar to commit my life to God. And then it, uh, at 36 years old when my husband left me and our three kids to go seek whatever he thought he would find in greener pastures, I again went to the altar to declare to God that I wasn't giving up, that I was still committed to my vow to him, and I promised God, speaking in tongues, and I praised him until I felt that peace of God that passes all understanding wash me inside and out. And from that day until this very moment, I have been in that exclusive one-on-one relationship with God through the Holy Spirit and stayed true to my vow. You know, every other vow that I have entered into uh, within all the different times in my human life, you know, like with employers or friends or organizations, congregations, even family, have either been broken or changed or eliminated or rejected or just plain unacknowledged. And I have experienced the elimination and the rejection and the unacknowledgement and been thrown out and been brokenhearted. Only God has remained faithful and true. And the power of the Holy Spirit through the manifestation of speaking in tongues is what has taken me through everything and brought me to today, right this minute, where I can truthfully share with you that I wouldn't change a thing. I believe I chose this incarnation to experience the ways of human life and the wisdoms that I came into this incarnation with have all proven to be true. And it's been extremely interesting, the ways of human life, so different from the realms where I have been when I've been in eternity. And it seems to me that the human life is mostly governed by fear, and most humans never really know much about God's love. So let me just now share with all of you what I know about speaking in tongues, which is being called today the light language. 
and I just love that because it's so much more of the truth because our voice is the mechanism of the light because we are light and our voice is the activation of that light that is within us. And so many people are using their light activation mechanism to create darkness. So let's see how we can create only light. Okay, first of all, this is the language you have not learned. So it is a language you have never used to tell a lie or to speak in anger or to belittle or say something bad about someone or something. You have never spoken anything but love and praises in this language. So it is pure to you and to all who hear you speak. And secondly, the Bible says that when you speak in tongues, you are speaking the absolute perfect will of God. Now God's will is that all of the creation be full of wisdom, be healthy and wealthy. (laughs) That's it. God's perfect will for everyone is that we are healthy, wealthy, and wise. So if you are sick and and are, are poor or you haven't a clue as to who you are or why you're here, then you're not in God's will. But if you begin to use your light language, you will begin speaking the perfect will of God for you and it will begin to change everything for you and take you into the realms of God's kingdom of light which is just another word for heaven, and you can be healthy, wealthy, and wise. I don't know how many times I've been asked to pray for someone, and I haven't, you know, haven't a clue what to pray for them, but I have always known that if I pray in tongues, I'm praying that absolute perfect will of God for them. So that's what I've always done. And it's so comforting to know that you're praying for them, for the perfect will of God to come into their life because you know that you're praying for them to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. (laughs) You know, in the church I grew up in, the pastor would read the prayer requests, and then the whole congregation would stand to their feet, and each of us would then take the name of one of the persons on the list, and we would pray for them. And we all prayed in tongues knowing that every single person on that prayer list got their prayer answered. It's always God's will to heal a person who is sick. And we, in our church, we just laid hands on the person and prayed in tongues, knowing that it was God's will to heal the person. And I know that not everybody got healed. And uh, part of the reason why is the very is the way we actually are even able to speak in tongues in the first place because we have to do our part. I can remember years ago people would go to the altar to receive the manifestation of the Holy Spirit and they would just stand there, I guess, thinking that somehow the Holy Spirit would just take over their body and miraculously they would speak in tongues. But that is never the way that anything happens because We're in a free will universe, and that means that God will never override or violate our free will. So we give God the permission by providing our voice, 
our lips, our tongue, the whole mechanism that we use to be able to speak. We do the speaking part, and the Holy Spirit gives the language to speak. Because there's always God's part, and there's always our part. And receiving a healing from God always includes our part. Uh, Sickness is connected to emotions. Something emotional has happened to the person who is sick. And those emotional experiences have caused a disruption in the normal operation of their body. Now, Dr. Candace Pert actually isolated these emotions in the, la- in the cells in her laboratory. And these emotions have weight and they have substance. And the body knows that, that they don't belong there. So it begins to try to get rid of them. And this causes a dis-ease in the body. Cancer is just an emotion trapped in the physical body. So another use of the speaking in tongues is to dissolve these harmful emotions. One time I was so mad at another person at my church, I was just furious with her. Now today I can't even remember what the issue was, but I can remember how angry I was. And so I went to God and I began speaking in tongues and apparently... Over the next 20 minutes, the light of this light language went into my body and completely dissolved this anger I had. And soon I began to feel like I could float. I I felt like I was filled with light and that I really, really was light. (laughs) And I could float right up into the sky. (laughs) And I began to laugh and laugh. (laughs) And I became full of, with bliss, like being filled with all the bubbles, you know, from champagne. And I was completely cleansed of the anger. You know, this is so much better than radiation and chemotherapy. There's no side effects. <laughs> the next time I saw her, I just felt only love for her. Everything else had been completely cleansed. And by the way, this is also experiencing the rapture because the word rapture means bliss. So so every time we're filled with bliss, we're raptured. Just as Jesus said, every generation has the opportunity for all things to be uh, received. You can be raptured right this minute. Now, there have been times in my life when I've walked on the wild side, times when I knew I was in a more rebellious spirit, using my free will to feel like I was justified in turning my back on certain situations and certain people and going out into the unknown, the untried, the vast void of the non-Christian life. But in every moment of my life, I have always been able to speak in tongues. And this constant manifestation of God's presence in my life was that constant reminder that God would never leave me or forsake me, that I was his family, and there was nothing that I could do or had done or that anyone else had done to me that could separate me from God's love in my life. I feel that this is the most crucial reason to have the manifestation of speaking in tongues in your life. It is your absolute proof that you are part of God and God lives within you. There's nothing you need to do to qualify for this gift of the Holy Spirit. You already have the Holy Spirit, 
all you're going to do now is just have the manifestation. And all you need to do is to do your part. So with your voice, ask God to give you the manifestation of his spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And then lift up your voice and use your lips and your tongue to provide God that mechanism for speaking and God will supply the language. You might start with just a few words, or you just may begin to speak out whole sentences. But whatever sound comes, just speak it and continue speaking, and soon you will develop your language. Now, I want to share with you how I use my light language from day to day. First of all, I love Hawaiian music, and so I have several CDs I play in my car, And a lot of the music uh, on these CDs, they're singing in Hawaiian. So I sing along in tongues. (laughs) And I sing as loud as I can. And I do this because our voice is the perfect sound to tune up our body. You know how the violin player plays an A and the whole orchestra tunes up? Well, every single person's voice makes a unique sound. There are no two voices that are the same because there are no two bodies that are the same. And our voice is tuned to our body. So when we speak and when we sing, we're tuning our body all the time. So I sing in tongues as much as I can so that all the cells of my body are receiving instructions according to the perfect will of God for me. See, I don't take any pills of any kind, no prescription drugs, no supplements, nothing extra, just my food. And my food is my medicine for my body. I follow an Ayurvedic regimen, uh, no sugar, no gluten, no dairy. I eat fish, pork, and chicken protein, legumes, and fresh fruits and vegetables. And I eat at 8 a.m., noon, and 6 p.m. with a smoothie at 3.30 It's almost time for my smoothie. I love that part of the day. (laughs) The Ayurvedic specialist I went to said that if I would eat at regular times and give the body what it needed, it could then set up special programs to fix everything that needed to be fixed. And he also said that every cell in my body has the capacity to become a stem cell. We don't need to go outside of our body to get stem cells. Our own body, every single cell has the capacity to become a stem cell and create something absolutely brand new that has never ever been done before, if it needs to, to fix something. It took my body three months before it trusted me to provide it the regularity it needed to set up the programs. But once my body knew it could depend upon me because, see, this is my part, the part, my part. There's God's part and there's our part. It began working on areas of chronic situations, bad sinus drainage, a cough, irritable bowel, my distressed gut, where I ate Tums all day long. I was overweight. And now three years later, I feel great. I'm normal weight towards the slim side. I have no pain anywhere. And I'm 83 years young. And I keep it all tuned up by singing in tongues in my car. 
Praying in tongues is the best way to cleanse your body of all toxic emotions that can be sitting in some of your cells. So to do this, just start to take inventory of any and all situations in your life where you feel you've been hurt. Perhaps you could just get a notebook and list all of these things. Start by listing those that you can easily remember because these will be the most harmful to you. And then later on, you can add to the list as you remember more things. But it's important to start to deal with the ones that come to the surface so easily because they're the deepest and the ones that can cause cancer and heart trouble and diabetes and all the other diseases. Most everyone knows that our ancestral DNA has predispositions to certain diseases. So we could have weaknesses in our body that we've inherited. But just because we have the predisposition to a disease does not mean that we have to have it. And because DNA is only about 48% in control, we are in charge of the other 52%. And the best way to control anything is through the power of the Holy Spirit, which will do the word work perfectly, no side effects. <laughs> also, the Holy Spirit through the speaking in tongues will begin to rearrange all of those misspelled words in your DNA that caused those predispositions in the first place. And then you can begin to operate with the original divine blueprint for yourself, which is what I do now. I have steadfastly and dedicatedly cleared and cleansed out all of the negative emotions from my life. And now I use a mantra that says, Oh, Adam, souls, electrons, within this form of mine, come into perfection according to the divine blueprint. Now, I just recently had a very deep emotional blow to the very core of my human life, which involves my home. My home represents to me my sacred refuge, my place where I am me and where I am safe. Now, the reason why I think this hit me so hard was uh, it's a long history. (laughs) Uh, When my husband and I were married, our neighborhood was one of the first ones in the U.S. to be integrated after the Supreme Court decision. And we lost everything that we had, all of our equity, and we had to sell our house at a terrible loss, which we had to pay for years after we left while the new people just lived in the home for free. We couldn't buy again because we had no equity, so that began the succession of rental homes, which never ever really felt like a real home to me because at any moment the owner could just decide to sell it. And then when my husband left... Now I was challenged with raising three children alone on a $5 an hour secretary job and minimal rental housing. So when I came to California in 86 after I had um, raised my kids and I was uh, starting out my life as Marcianne, (laughs) I began my quest to have a home again. And it took me 16 years to save up the money to finally buy my current home and another nine years to pay it off. But in August of this year, the community association, which operates the gated senior community where I live, threatened to evict me and confiscate my home because I was doing Airbnb. 
Now, I had never in my wildest dreams ever considered that this was even possible. How could they take my home from me? I was a 19-year resident here. I felt like this was my refuge, my sacred place. My, um, How could they take it from me? I thought, this is the United States of America. <laughs> so perhaps some of you need to look into the rules and regulations of your community associations to see what kind of power they've voted for themselves. Well, I was fined and sent out from the closed hearing with fingers pointed at me as they warned, we will be watching you. And I was struck to my core. Uh, and that's why I've been traveling uh, these last three months. I went to my ch- various children's homes. Um, I had to just go someplace where I felt safe, where I felt loved and cared for, where I would not be fearfully watched. <laughs> so I just spent several weeks here and several weeks there as I took time to heal. And I cried in tongues. I poured out my broken heart to God and told my story over and over and over to God until I finally removed all of the negative charge on it and my body was finally released of all those fear poisons. And so I'm back home now. But I have to tell you, I feel different about everything. And I am still processing what I have learned and how it will be an asset to be unattached to things here on earth, all my possessions, I mean, while I was gone, I did not miss a single thing I had. And when I came back home, I looked at everything. I thought, oh, my gosh, why do I have all this stuff? <laughs> and all the, all my credibilities, you know, all my degrees and all my uh, certificates up here on the walls. I thought I might give my YouTube uh, uh, watchers a, a little... Um, tour of my office, Uh, all these things I've been so proud of, you know, all my possessions, all my associations, all my standards of values, all of those entanglements that the ego drives us into. Because at the same time that the attack came from my community association, the U.S. Coast Guard flotilla I belong to disbanded while I was gone. And then I noticed my U.S. Coast Guard Auxiliary card expired October 31st, 2017. Another door closing. So if these kinds of changes are happening in your life, the best way to handle them is to speak in tongues and just spread the light all over it so that you can see um, the... the, um, See the processes and be able to understand because uh, in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, uh, there's the interpretation of tongues so that we can speak in tongues and then we can ask for the interpretation. You can ask God a question and then ask for the speak in tongues and then ask for the interpretation. You'll get the answer. So... um, Just spread light all over all of it and be thankful and grateful that you're still alive with the power of the Holy Spirit to create new experiences 
and new associations and connections and new standards of value and divine boundaries. Okay, so this is my introduction to your part of having the language of light because everybody starts at the beginning. Just start today and ask God for the manifestation of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. The ability to speak in tongues is evidence, absolute, undisputable evidence that God is in you and God's power is available to you. Now, there's an awful lot to learn about using God's power. As you And so you start by just beginning to use the power in your own life. And then the Holy Spirit will begin to train you to be a conduit of God's power here on the earth. And you'll learn how to speak to a storm and tell it to be still, just like Jesus did. You'll be able to speak to a cataract and tell it to, to dissolve. You can wave your hands over food and increase it. <clears throat> You can fill your tank with gas. You can call for a cancer to leave a body. You can call for a person to get a new job. All these things I have done. But you will have to learn how to be led by the Holy Spirit. This is a free will universe, and we cannot ever violate the sovereignty of another human being. Each and every person is in charge of their own life. We can't change anything for them. We can only provide a living example to them. But we can live our life in the fullness of the Spirit. The Bible calls it the measure of the stature of the fullness of the Christ. The Christ is the anointing with the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. The Christ is the light of the world. We are God's Christ, and our part is to make our light as bright as possible. <laughs> so until next time, this is Marcianne, and I, I think I'm going to be doing a series on this because as I prepared this particular program, I realized how much um, more there is to uh, discuss about this, and um if you have some questions or have areas where you would like to have more uh, explanation, uh, you can email me at mcheek, C-H-E-E-K, 0509 at AOL. And I'll be happy to answer your questions. And uh, until next time, this is Marcianne. I'm going to say goodbye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.